good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. Well, it's been 11 days, and the truck protest is continuing in Ottawa. Yesterday, a judge granted a 10-day injunction that forbids people from sounding horns in the downtown area. All I can say is good luck trying to enforce that. And apparently police have begun confiscating fuel from the protesters. We know that uh, in Detroit, the the uh, Detroit-Windsor bridge there has been backed up, and that's the busiest, uh, again, international exchange in North America. With me right now to bring us up to speed on what's been happening uh, with this truck protest in Canada, we've got Joe Warmington. He's a veteran reporter and columnist for the Toronto Sun. Joe, good to have you back. Thanks. Well, it's been quite a day here, and uh, yes, um, it is good to be back. We're living through historic times. You don't see this in Canada very often when no. there's such a pushback, and uh, it's happening. It's interesting that you mentioned about the the honking because the enforcement uh, piece of it, and I, as I've written in my column, which if anybody's listening would like to read it, it's on torontosun.com, and it's about a great-grandfather who will be 79 in July, and he honks his horn and did a thumbs up to a trucker, and the police, you'll be able to see the video, they took him down, and, you know, basically it got really ugly, and the guys really badly hurt him, and they did yeah. a kind of a w, uh, WFC, kind of, you know, one of those takedown kind of things with the yeah. arm twist. And, uh, yeah. This is of a great-grandfather. So, what the world? So it was, it's symbolic because I think that, Al, I think that people realize now that this is out of control, and, you know, I think that Prime Minister Trudeau really is on the ropes, as I said in my interview on Fox News. I, 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 I you know, I don't uh, discount his abilities to, and with the help he has with the media and all of that, to, to get out of this. But I think that he's going to have to yell uncle at some point because it's getting pretty scary here. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. It, it seems to have gotten more intense uh, rather than less so. What uh, what's the, What are the most reliable numbers at this point, given... How many people participated? How many trucks were involved? Well, you know, I think that mattered a lot more when we talked originally about it. I think it's fluctuating. I mean, I think that it goes from a few hundred people that have kind of locked into the Ottawa area. Mm-hmm. Ottawa's not a very big city. It's the capital. And, you know, it's a medium-sized city. But the downtown core where Parliament Hill is and all the government buildings and all that, that's all locked in with trucks and supporters. And the trucks aren't easily moved. Yeah. Now, there's not as many as there once were. There's more coming and going. And of course, as you alluded to, people bringing in fuel and things like that or having that confiscated and, and the threat of arrest for helping and aiding and abetting. But I think the truckers realize and I think the supporters realize no matter what they do, they cut off their GoFundMe, which is $9 million and effect- effectively stolen. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, uh, there was a Christian... Uh, group that brought forward its own, uh, uh, you know, crowdfunding operation. That's up around $2 million, and I don't know if that money will ever get to the truckers, but the truckers don't seem to care. They're there. They're not going anywhere. And until Prime Minister Trudeau uh, talks to them or lifts the mandates, you know, I think you've got a stalemate. And yeah. I think after what happened to this old older man, you know, I don't think the police have the stomach to go in and start, you know, uh, busting heads and things like that—that right. some of the liberal media, ironically, are pushing for. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I saw CNN was uh, uh, treating the uh, the protesters there as uh, you know, basic enemies of humanity. Um, 
there, there's always the charge of extremism. Uh, these are misogynists. These are racists. These are uh, Nazis. Um, have there been any extremists involved in this? The most extreme thing I've seen is the arrest of the great grandfather. <laughs> <He's arrested. laughs> okay. <All laughs> so, right. You know, I, I mean, there's obviously this latest thing with a, some sort of a an arson investigation, but again, that it's been debunked. I mean, it had nothing to do from all accounts, from police uh, sources that had anything to do with the protest. But I think there's people that want to, you know, this is the problem. There's people that want to get this thing uh, lit into something like January 6th, you know, was. Right, right. Certainly purported to be and all that stuff, like the insurrection stuff that you talk about down there. I mean, at the end of the day, that went wrong, but I, I think that's an exaggeration as well. Obviously, mm-hmm. it wasn't, wasn't pretty, but, but they wanted that here. Some people wanted that here on all sides, I guess. But it's a different kind of, uh, you know, layout as well. And, you know, the apartment buildings are under construction. And, you know, I, it's just not realistic. And it's so cold here um, that, uh, you know, so so the bottom line is that the truckers have won this so far because you can't move the trucks. They've stayed really peaceful. The prime minister, the premier of Ontario, which is where I live, his name is Doug Ford. And the mayor of Ottawa, his name is Jim Watson. And I know all these people. I've known them long before they're in the positions they're in now, including the prime minister. Mm-hmm. But they've all lost their cool and started name-calling and pointing fingers. Wow. And you know what happens when you lose your cool and you yeah. start calling people names. Well, you, you, have a hard time, you have a hard time backing away uh, to eventually arrive at any agreement. Uh, it also shows that you have no control over it. You're yeah. so angry that you're screaming and... You're superior to the people that you're calling names to, but the bottom line is that no one is superior to anybody else. And uh, this is the problem they've got, is that they really do think that they're superior. I mean, they call them yahoos, they call them Nazis, they call them all the things you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. And of course, there's no proof to any of that, and it, it's it's just, it's just uh, you know, terrible rhetoric. And the country is divided, and it's not divided 90-10, as Prime Minister Trudeau says. You know, the 90% that are clean and they're vaccinated, the 10% that are dirty and unvaccinated. <laughs> right. It's not like that. Yeah. Every family has got holdouts on the vaccine. The vaccines are not working anymore, if they ever did work, but they certainly aren't now. The third booster, they're pushing so hard. You know, all the experts, uh, the medical officers of health, et cetera, that are in on this stuff. And, of course, even the uh, pharmaceutical CEOs themselves have said that it will give you a limited uh, you know, uh, protection, if that's the right word, but it might, you know, prevent you from dying. And most people aren't going to die from this anyway. It's obviously tragic, those that have had it. But most of the cases, they have other issues. So the bottom line is what I'm really taking a long time to say is the pandemic is over. It's just that the, you know, the top of the dinosaur doesn't know what the bottom of it is. Right. Hasn't learned yet. Yeah, that seems to be the case. Uh, you know, clearly we still have uh, the people getting sick, uh, we still have this uh, virus. People worry what's going to be the next uh, mutation of this well, I virus. Think this, this is the thing, like, you know, you raise a good point. This is what happens when you do us and them. Everybody should be on the same page. Okay, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You know, so this, 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 uh, this virus is real, and there are people that are sick with it, but there's also people sick with after getting a vaccination, too. And in fact, some have died, and you have your VAERS system in the U.S. In Canada, we have a similar system. There's many, many people that have had adverse reactions to it. Instead of everybody working together, 
they've decided that there's one side that's the good side and one side that isn't. Yeah. And then, you know, outside of Star Wars, where you got Darth Vader and it was easy, and even later versions of Star Wars, it even got more complicated about who was who. So, you know, there's no such thing as, as that. It's not a movie. You know, it's not us and them. It's just us. Did, did, um, how have how have the other trucker groups uh, in Canada responded to this? Have I know that they were holding back? Uh, have they come forward to join with these the protesters? You know what? This is a really good question, and I'm not going to pretend to have the full answer on that. I mean, I can tell you what the president said of the truckers uh, Canadian Truckers Alliance. Yeah, he's against it. He's sided with the government, but. You know, they're kind of like an extension of government. That's one of the things with Canada, more so than anywhere, is there's a lot of that public-private connections, including mm-hmm. my own newspaper chain. You know, they they receive uh, help uh, from the government because of the current climate, not just the pandemic, but just in general. Yeah. And so, you know, it, it isn't... The independent truckers, the ones that aren't connected to big companies, are the ones that are driving this. Privately, whether it's police or whether it's firefighters or what have you, there's a lot of people that are really, really fed up with the restrictions. I mean, it has not been easy, and it's really, really hard in the winter. You know, the idea of jumping on a plane, when you're in Canada, even if you don't go down to Florida or something like that, or down into Mexico or Dominican or all the Cuba, the places like that the Canadians go, they, even if they don't go, they know they can go. You know what I mean? Yeah. This gets bad enough, we'll get on a plane and get out of here. Well, you can't do that now easily, even if you are vaccinated. Yeah. All the rules are in place. It's a nightmare. And if you're unvaccinated, you're stuck. You're grounded. You can't get on a train. And they call you names, and maybe you get arrested and even beat up like that old man did. Uh, yeah. So, the, so that's, that's why this thing is, is really, really scary. So the, 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 the fundamental objection that the truckers have is they reject the idea of a mandate for this vaccination. Uh I would imagine some of these truckers are themselves already vaccinated, and their problem isn't with the vaccine as much as it's with uh, being forced uh, to engage in what they think is an unnecessary medical procedure. I think that I think you're right. I think that's probably this has become so much bigger than that. I mean, the truckers are really miserable about the cost of fuel. They're also the carbon taxes, all this yeah. talking about. Yeah climate change and all the restrictions and rules. And so I think that, you know, while I think that some politicians used the pandemic and, you know, obviously the coronavirus almost, uh, you know, put it as a kind of a front runner to what they would like to do with climate change issues. I think the truckers are doing the reversal of that. And I think that they're using some of this to fight all kinds of different fights they have with governments. Yeah. So it's kind of gotten its, it's spread but out. It involves America, as you mentioned about the, the, the border, it's the largest trading border in the world. Yeah. 90% of the food that comes into Canada in the winter is from the United States. And, you know, the reliance on the United States economy and, and, and uh, you know, business acumen and hard work and all the things, and obviously security, all the things that the United States brings to the table for the whole world. Canada benefits from it as a partner in it, all of it. And even when they don't get along, it's not. There's no other relationship like it in the world that I know of, and um, and so when you start messing around with the borders, yep, and the trucks can't get across, and the trains can't get across, and all these different things, now you're messing with supply chain, 
and now you're messing with regular families, and they start to notice it. Right, right. Uh, any prediction how long this is going to go? Well, knowing Prime Minister Trudeau, the smart money's always on him, as I've said to you. Even when he loses, he wins, and even when he's caught red-handed, he just gets up in front of the cameras and says, now we have to, you know, this is something we have to reflect on together, and we have to learn a lesson. And everyone's like, well, the fourth or fifth time you did blackface, like, sorry, that's on you, pal. I mean, <laughs> you know, most people are like, you know, they don't know anybody in their whole lives that is blackface. <laughs> right. And it seems to be him, and he's the guy that gets to point at you and say, you're racist, yeah. you're a white supremacist. So, I won't be surprised if he wiggles out of it and just says, look, collectively we've learned a lesson and we'll have to get better. We all will do this together. All right, Joe. Thanks. We'll talk soon. All the best, Al.